Hey folks, we are having a live showcase to celebrate the upcoming first anniversary of Flawless Noises Media Network. We're bringing you some of your favorite hosts from the network for an intimate experience. We'll have an energy reading from Gary of Mystic Moments to kick things off. Bree of Mama Meets World will be the first act and headlining the show Ratchet Ramblings featuring Jeremy Candace and myself. So start planning to come and join us February 29th, 2020 at Rehearse Live in Atlanta, Georgia. Get your tickets at fnmn1year.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Gay Side Stories, where the gay shit goes. I am your host, Curtis. I go by Chalificent on all social media. Thank you so much for joining me for another week. There are so many podcasts out there that you can listen to and you choose to listen to this one. And I am eternally grateful Speaking of, if you want to support this podcast and its home network, a.k.a. Flawless Noises Media Network, you can do so in two ways. One, go to patreon.com slash flawless noises and sign up in exchange for a little bit of money. You will be getting a lot of bonus content from myself and other hosts on Flawless Noises. You can also purchase some merchandise to help support this show. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store, pick up a shirt or a tote. And now we're going to get the show started. I feel like one of the bodega boys because I have such an illustrious guest on the show this week <laughs> my brother my friend of how long have we known each other like a good 13 14 years going on it's 15? funny i think it's um 2006 so 13 years oh jesus jesus well, that voice that you hear in the background is my good friend, the legend that is Ralph Rashad. Finally on the podcast and only took 128 episodes. Well, I'm going to play those numbers tonight. You know what? Do that. Mm. I, I smell a winner. I, I, feel sure. it. I feel it in my bone marrow. Put on my house coat and go, go play these numbers. Daddy, there it is. There it is. There it is. So... We got a good show lined up for you guys. We actually have two articles that we're going to go through. One for the main topic, which you guys know how that goes, if you are familiar with the show. And we're going to go through another article for my favorite segment, which is the Queer Query. Question. So this article is entitled, Gay Guys List the First Date Behaviors That Immediately Turn Them Off. Now, this comes from the website Queerty, and you guys should know that a lot of these articles have a substantial, um, how can I put this delicately, a substantial Caucasian persuasion. <laughs> After I ask you, what can, can we say? <laughs> <laughs> It's my show. I say what the fuck I want to say, but no, I'm just here as a guest. I mean, we can be honest. Like the white gays have a different 
lens on most things and it comes across in articles and writing so keep that with a grain of salt mm-hmm. but let's see what they say so first one says making fun of people in a mean not funny way instant boner killer i can agree with this to a degree because being honest because i do waddle in my truth and I, you know, if you listen to Ratchet Ramblings, then you know that I can be mean. (laughs) (laughs) Although it's usually in a funny way. (laughs) But I could, like, just being downright nasty, I could see that being a turnoff. Because it's like, who wants to be? Yes. Yes. I definitely agree with that. I mean, listen, we all have some percent of us of shade in us. Mm, Trash Um, in my case, but it's fine. I like to be shady. I wake up, I throw a little shade and get my day started. So it's it's totally different from being a little shady and laughing and being mean. Yes, um, I agree. And I, I don't even think I really throw shade on the first date. It depends. I mean, it I depends. Say, like if if you depends. have that rapport, I could see exactly. having jokes and and laughing and kind of getting to know. Yeah, each other. it depends. It depends on how I've met you. Uh huh. Because um, if I've met you through someone, they done told you he's shady. <laughs> I am the CFO of the Shady Committee Incorporated, so I, I know I have that in me. But not being mean, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, the next one says they fucking dip tobacco, which, yes. I mm, well, I, I can't deal with the the chewing tobacco. I would say, because I'm a little older and I've opened my spectrum of dating, that would not be an immediate turnoff for me. Mm. Um, and I say that because some people are addicted to it and some are not. So I'm open That's to fair. It. That's fair. However. I'm open to it. And, and it probably because I do have Caucasian friends. <laughs> and that to me is a Caucasian thing. You know, I have never dated a white man. But if someone were to introduce me to a white guy that had a coin and you know, acted right and come on conditions. Dip, he dipped tobacco. I wouldn't say no. I would. Uh, I, would I don't know. Dip. I don't know. That coin would have to be quite substantial because dipping tobacco, chewing tobacco, the only thing I think of every time I see somebody doing it is my grandmother on my biological father's side when I used to go visit him down in the country. And she had that spit can. She had an old Folgers can. Come on, mother. <laughs> that would be her spit cup. And it is just one of the most vile things I have ever had to experience in my life. And I just can't. I just like the spitting and... and well, see, my thing is... I can't deal with it. I feel it. like I've, I've visited um, young men who smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every and- day. Their homes smell like weed when I walk in. Yeah. Now, I like a little weed every now and then, but to me, that weed smell gonna linger longer than dipping. And dipping ain't gonna smell. It ain't the smell. It's everything. <laughs> it's yeah. the spitting. It's the it's the the accumulation. It, I just I can't. I, I ain't can't. saying no to that one. I ain't I saying, no saying you a bad person or anything like that. And who knows, you know, if it, if it's a if it's a more 
clean situation than than this memory that's etched onto my brain. Yeah, maybe you know, because I mean, hey, if the, if if that thing yanks, you know, we can we can do some things. Mm. <laughs> the next one says, "I went on a date once with a guy who was wearing a t-shirt with holes in it and very unappealing sweats. No, Bonnet cut it color out. for sure. No, and you know, I'm very, I'm very big on how you leave your house. That's how I was raised. <laughs> you come to for a date. I don't care if we going to um, run on the damn treadmill. You better have on a cute t-shirt, tank top, and a cute short. Yeah, I'm big on presentation. Don't do it." Mm-mm. Stay home. I can't see many situations where wearing sweats on a first date would be acceptable. Unappealing. Unappealing. I'm all about being comfortable. Listen, I live in a comfortable pant. Okay. But sweats, no, that's extreme. I don't know if this would be like a complete turnoff. You know what? But it would be a side eye for sure. It would be a side eye, but see, you know, what's that, that girl over there um, that married the prince, Meghan Markle? You know, they first date, they got on the plane and went to Africa. If we get on a plane, you can wear your sweatpants. You know what? That's, if that's, if that's, that's the first date. Fair, and that's very on brand for you. Well, I'm a little <laughs> bougie, just a little. A little. So, okay, we're going like to move on because I'm not about to do this with you. It depends on what the activity is, yeah. what the activity is going to be. But the holes, oh, no. No. The holes in the T-shirt, the oh, holes no. In the t-shirt no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't see a reason for wearing a shirt with holes in it. Harriet Tubman did not free them slaves for you to come on today with me in a T-shirt with holes in it. No, no. Well, I was going to be shady on that, but I'm not going to do that because I'm going to leave that for the other podcast to shade Harriet. Moving on, no emotional intelligence or availability is probably the biggest of all red flags. So while I don't disagree with this, I don't know if your typical first date would really show you all of this. Exactly. Because so I'm on the fence with this one. To me, I treat most, if we don't have a meet and greet, and then decide to go on a date, you know nothing. Right. If it's a true first-time meeting in the first date, we got to determine all of this. I would you know what? I'm going to say it depends on how the lack of emotional intelligence is displayed. But typically... I I agree with that, that. yeah. I don't know how I would know from just a first date outside of like one of those long first dates with like a real long intense conversation outside of that mm-hmm. i don't know if i would be able to make a even if i picked up on some red flags i don't know if one date would be enough for me to say this guy is totally emotionally in uh he has no emotional intelligence whatsoever i don't know if i would be able to say that after one date i don't think you could Because, I mean, let's be honest. Like, a lot of times, sometimes it's not emotional, uh, stunted growth. It is sometimes they just have egos that are hard to get through, trauma that's hard to get through. Yep, you got to break that wall. And it may take a day or two. Yeah. But there are some things. You may have to lead the way. Right. 
But there are some things I think would present itself and you would be like, nope. Like if you get into a situation, actually, you know what? We might hit that on the, on the further one. So it's the next one says, doesn't like animals at all. That's not a deal breaker for me. Me either. Um, the next one says bragging about sexual conquests. Mm. First of all, (laughs) no, hell no. We're not discussing that. I think that this would be weird in any situation outside of a hookup type situation or a, if I'm hooking up with you, we're not going on a date. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm like other situations outside of a date, but a first date talking about your sexual conquest. I'm, I I don't, I mean, for me, the way I see sex and partners and stuff, this, I don't really care about at all. I don't either. Outside. I'm, mm, not to tell all of my business. There are scenarios where this would be appealing to me. A first date and most other situations, no. I don't I want to know about you. I don't want to know about who you fucked. That's weird to me. And I'm not I ain't gonna brag on it. I'm gonna show you when the time is right. So well, if the time is right, because you know Well you kiss that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm There's just saying. On it. <laughs> I'm just saying. If we talk about a first date, it may not. It may not get to anything. But that it first may not. Date, it may not. Be like, now you take your to-go plate with your baby back ribs, and you baby back into your house, and I'm a hoof it to mine. <laughs> listen, I don't mind a little frugality on the on the day. Oh, now listen. They say I'm bougie, but I love an old deal at Chili's. Yeah, I know. <laughs> listen, I'm well well aware <laughs> because I too. The next one says spends 90% of the time on his phone. Go back home. Yeah, I would say this is a big side eye. And this is something that I've, not that I go on dates because yuck, but this is something that I've been more cognizant of the older that I've gotten. Because when I was younger, it was just like, I didn't really see it as a big deal. But now it's like, if I'm, listen, first and foremost, I enjoy being alone. That's why we get along, bro. I enjoy my abode <laughs> and I, I enjoy being comfortable in my abode. In so if I am going to take off my sweatpants and put on some clean drawers and shower and smell good and look nice and get a goddamn haircut and, and moisturize my motherfucking skin and all that kind of shit. And we come to the spot and you on your phone the whole time. It's not even that it's a turn off, but it's a major, major, major cold grill situation. It's a red flag, and it would be something like, I just would feel at, at my big age and my big draws that you don't really respect my time. Because, again, if, I, if we have you to do it to get together and meet somewhere, and we're talking about a first date, meaning you've shown interest, I've shown interest, one of us has taken the lead to pick a spot, a date, a time, all of that stuff, and then you get there and you're on your phone, it's a no for me, dog. It's a hell no for me. It's a no. Because to me, I treat a first date as if I've never cheated. But as a cheater, I'm turning my phone over because I done really made myself look good and smell good. So I'm giving you a real interview. I don't need to look at my phone. I want to look at you. I had a date with this guy 
and, and he told me to sit across from him. It was a boot situation. He said, sit across from me so I can look you in the eyes. I want to look at you in your eyes. I don't want to sit at the top of your head. Same. I was thinking about that yesterday when I was looking at this, putting the final touches on everything. And I was like, how do people, like, how do you go on a date and sit on the same side? Cause it's like, maybe that's just me. I'm like, I want to be able to look at you while we yeah, converse. It, it, it was crazy because he was, he was young. Well, you know me, he was younger than me. <laughs> oh, I know. And um, we met at a club. I'll say the club we met at um, Pulse in Orlando when it was open years ago. And met, hit it off. We went to IHA. It was one of those dates that never ended till the next day. And he said, don't sit on the side of me. He said, you need to sit across from me so I can look at you in your eyes. With a straight face. That's real, though. Sure did. And meant mm-hmm. it. And I took, that, I took that very seriously. Like, if I'm on a date with you, I want to talk to you and get to know you. Right. Yeah, people text nowadays. But if I'm on a date, a real date, um, let's talk. Yeah. Let's do some fun. You know, let's see how each other acts in different situations. Put your phone down. Wasn't it a song that said, I want to make you put your phone down or something? That's me. Yeah. I think it was uh, Erica Badu. Well, semi-trash ass. Anyway, speaking of trash. You're right. The next one says being rude to waiters. Absolutely. Oh, you know, I don't play with my food. Mm-mm. 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 Listen, let me tell you something. That is immediate. That is, we're going to end this. I ain't got to see you again. I'm not going on no date with nobody. You being rude because what we not, I'm not getting no blenders thrown at me. Okay. And first of all, food has to be included in any type of date. So you're going to see that instantly, people. <laughs> I mean, even if you just go for happy hour, like anything, being rude to wait staff, a bartender, bartender yeah. a host or hostess. A hostess. A valet man. Yep. All of that. I'm very being, big on customer service, so I don't play with that. Yeah. I agree. Next one kind of goes back to the one about no emotional intelligence. It says emotionally stunted. I dated a guy whose main emotion was anger. So the first part again. Uh, outside of maybe those one of those marathon 24-hour dates i don't know how or i guess just a really intense conversation i don't know how you would be able to ascertain someone's emotionally stunted in a first date but i would say for the second half if a guy operates on anger that will present itself pretty quickly in yes, and I, I'm gonna exit stage left. Absolutely, I'm, I'm not. Uh-uh. Listen, I'm not gonna end up on investigation discovery. You mm-hmm. got me fucked up. Yeah, no, yeah, well, I, I'm you. going to the men's room, and then I'm gonna walk out that door and block you out of my phone. <laughs> Real. Next, it says if they show up wearing a Fortnite shirt, I'm gonna be honest. I'm old. I don't even know what a Fortnite shirt would look like. So this is. No, not- <laughs> I got nieces and nephews. I know what a Fortnite is. I know what um, Fortnite is vaguely, but I don't know what it looks like or what a shirt would look like. I would honestly say I would be okay with that. I mean, as long as it ain't got no holes in it, I'm we good. Exactly. It can be a cute shirt. <laughs> Listen, it can be a cute shirt with a jean and a cute tennis shoe. And especially yeah. if, we're, if we're going to do something fun, I think that's very appropriate. Yeah. 
Like if we go into the Dave and Buster's, like that's yeah. what I'm expecting. And let yeah, me tell you, I something. want you to be comfortable. I'm not too good for a Dave and Buster's. That should be fun, honey. You know they got a good pasta. <laughs> of course, you know about the cocktail pasta <laughs> and the <Buster>. cocktails. <laughs> oh, My God. ass is thinking about the goddamn disco bowling on the second floor. <laughs> you we don't do that, but we're gonna eat in cocktail first because <laughs> food has to be included. Fair, fair. The next one says them talking about themselves for hours without having asked you one thing. Absolutely agree. That's basic communication. I learned yes. that in the kindergarten. Yes. That just lets you know that that's someone that is narcissistic, egotistical, or at best does not know how to have a proper conversation. And I'm not interested in that. Like, I'm not interested in you talking about yourself endlessly and not showing any interest in what I have going. Because to me, that says you are not so much interested in a date to get to know me as you are in having attention showered on you or being and being exactly. I need you to be able to receive whatever I have to say. And I need you to shut the hell up. But once again, to me, that's basic communication skills. So I don't. True. True, 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 true. So it says when he spends more than five minutes talking about his ex. uh, Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I can't see many scenarios on a first date where you would need to talk about your ex. Unless you're saying what the ex did wrong and what you don't want to see in your next partner. Yeah, I was going to say not many scenarios. That could be one, although I don't know. That may not be a first date conversation. Yeah, I don't know if I would want Uh that to be a first date conversation. Yeah, I wouldn't want to talk about it on the first date. You know, I feel like there's other things that we can talk about that would give me a glimpse of if I want to start to peel back your layers. Yes. Because if you a trash person or if we just don't vibe, I don't need to know about your trauma and unpacking all of this and, and your ex did this and he cheated on you with your barber and then the mailman came and got some too. Like, I don't need to know all that if I don't really see then, going anywhere. I mean, Cause then you might sit and tell me about your ex and all this stuff that he did wrong. And then I might be on Facebook three days later and you back with it. And then I'm a judge. That too. And open my eye message up and you know what I do, throw a little shade. Yep. The next one says he met me for a dinner date wearing pajama bottoms and a t-shirt. We've been here already. Pajama bottoms. No, no, don't. Nah, pajama pajama bottoms. From Kmart? Oh no! <laughs> Stay home. I'm a I'm a piggyback on what you said earlier. Unless we getting on a plane, <laughs> maybe. But outside of that, no, I don't want to see your pajama bottoms when I'm trying to go get me a steak and pasta and some shrimps. No thank you. A bone and ribeye. There you go. The last one says he told me to play PlayStation for a couple hours while he finished playing D&D online with his friends. Now, what's D&D? Because, you know, you the techie. I don't know. I know this is not no Dungeons and Dragons. This can't be Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is. (laughs) Maybe it is. I'm trying to figure out what kind of date is this where y'all got computers and and PlayStations and stuff. I see once again. That could be a cute date, a pajama party, where we really get to know each other. We both like playing games. Let's have a couple tournaments. Let's play this, this, that, and the other. That could be cute. I mean, 
Yeah, I watch a lot of Investigation Discovery, so I don't know if I want to go to your house for a first. It, once again, it, it depends on how I met you. It depends on, on on the vibes that I get in our initial conversations, whether that's on the phone, via text, instant messenger, smoke signal, carrier pigeon, however we are talking. It depends on the vibe that you give me. Because if you give me a vibe that I don't really need to be alone with you in a hurry, no. But if you give me a vibe like I'm genuinely trying to get to know someone, I genuinely want to date, I genuinely want to have a connection, I could see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree. You know, what I'm especially if, if if it's lit, you know, mm-hmm. here in Washington State, you know what I'm saying? Throw a little vape into the mix. It could be you, it could be cute. Get you a little food situation, a little a little za, mm. <laughs> a little pizza, a little pasta. It's different. It, it just and it just depends. Like you say, how we met, how we vibe. Yeah. That could be for someone that, example, I meet through a friend, we go have a meet and greet, and then we plan this date. Right. We've had two times of you know interaction, and I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. Cause I could see it. Like I'm not gonna sit here and act like I don't like video games, and like I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, that might be cute. I mean, as long as it's like we're going into it with the idea of it's a date and we're not just hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Like at yeah. some point, we need to yeah. have some interaction. It can't be a whole game night, and you on here trying to to beat the game, and I'm over here like, okay, like it was cute for the first hour, nigga, but. <laughs> Well, you know see, I don't and see, I don't play video games. Now I play some spades and dominoes all night. So, yeah, it could be. Anything. I think it's. I think it's real cute if you both have that passion for video games. I mean, I, I just said video games because that was what was in this example. Yeah, but you know, any kind of games. I mean, because it could even be video games where you're playing with each other. In which case, you know, you have that interaction because i won't say Ooh, I that would be cute date. like if you plan yeah but i've had you know little hangout situations where we play a game together and then we play a game together <laughs> you know what i'm saying so it's like i could see it i could see it so that's the list um out of these my top three are making fun of other people in a mean not funny way uh spending 90 percent of the time on the phone and talking about themselves for hours without having ads for one thing, which it's not going to be hours that I'm sitting there listening to you talk about yourself and not ask me nothing about me. Uh, an honorable mention I gave to being rude to waiters. And then my number one first date or initial meeting turn off that's not on this list. Stand with me, children. Right. Bad hygiene. Oh, this is why he's my brother. <laughs> I'm off that. Like, if the breath ain't right, you got crusties in your eyes, you, you ain't washed your face, you know what I'm saying? You stink, B.O., dirty clothes, all that kind of stuff. I No. Bad hygiene is a, is a big no-no for me. Especially when you first meeting somebody like that's supposed to be when you are sending in your representative. And if your representative stank, (laughs) (laughs) it's a no for me, dog. (laughs) (laughs) And that's real. 
so is there anything for you that wasn't on the list that is one of your turnoffs? Um, my my number one turnoff forever and ever and ever, not on the list, is you not respecting my time and being late. And really? there's no first date. Really? Because if you know me and we've conversed, I always have something I can do when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And somebody so to you, do it with. Well, I didn't say that. You did. Um, because I know you. <laughs> that far. So if you 10 minutes late and you text me, you know, running a little behind, that's fine. But if it gets to 20 minutes and you ain't saying nothing, oh, no. I'm not. I can't sit and wait on you. Somebody was just on Twitter recently talking about they waited for somebody for two hours. Mm. Were they filming a reality TV show? Like, well, first of all, two hours <laughs> is too long. That's that Wait. is an hour and I can't forty minutes too long. <laughs> no, I'm not waiting on I, time. No, Mm-mm. listen. No, even if I and ain't got nothing to do, I'm not waiting on nobody for no two hours. If I have taken the time to get ready to come and meet you and hang out, eat, drink, be married, whatever else we're going to do, I need you to be on time. Yes. Airport, airport time. Yes. I agree with that. I got one more that'll uh-huh. punctuate this, and then we're going to take a break so you can hear from our sponsors. And that is being unreasonably cheap. But <laughs> Like, I don't want to go on a date with somebody that's like, okay, well, I'm just going to get, you know, a glass of water and I'm just going to keep on eating the bread. Like, why why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Now, that's not to say that if you if you having a tough go, if you having a lean week, because we've all been there, I'm I'm in there. Listen, I'm having a lean 2019, to be quite honest. I understand that. But somebody that's just cheap to be cheap, no. You can be so creative these days to avoid that. To be in, to not be embarrassed that your car might get declined. We can go to Chili's. We can go get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Hell, I wasn't even talking about being broke because that's different. I'm talking about just being cheap. Well, no, okay, and I, I you know, I agree with that. One of the people that's like. You know I'm agree with that. <laughs> no, I can. You know we can. We can get something sweet. I got like I got some chocolate syrup at home. We don't need to order dessert. And it's like <laughs> not the chocolate syrup. <laughs> we're not gonna play these games over no four dollar dessert. You know what I'm saying? Like because more more than likely on the first date we're not going anywhere that's super expensive. Expensive, so exactly. I'm not exactly. expecting you to be cheap, especially. Oh, let me one more thing. <laughs> when we on the vein of being cheap. Don't invite me and then be cheap. Because that's the quickest way for us not to have any further. You better say it. Because if I invite you, I'm not going to be cheap. If I invite you, I'm expecting to pay. I'm not going, I'm not trying to put you on no budget. Now, if if my budget is, you know, a little something that I need to keep into consideration, then I'll make sure we're somewhere that I'm not going to break the bank. That's but just yes. flat out being cheap, like, no, nah, you can't have no appetizer. You can't order nothing more than $12 or something like, no. Nah, that's, that's Put it from the left side of the menu. Listen. <laughs> 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 but 
be like, oh, we'll, we'll get the pasta and we're going to share. I ain't sharing shit. Share. Bitch, I'm fat. I want the whole thing. <laughs> what you mean? We gonna share. I'm plus size. Ain't we ain't sharing that. shit. Okay? So, unnecessarily or unreasonably cheap. I'm good on that. So I think that's going to wrap up the queer query. Like I said, we're going to take a quick break. Use this opportunity to go and leave a five-star rating or review on Apple podcasts, or even better, go and get yourself a ticket to our live show next February in Atlanta. And we'll Mm. be right back. Thank you for supporting the flawless noises media network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, guys, we are back from break. And you know what time it is? It is time for us to get into the main topic. This week's main topic is another article from Queer Tea, and it is 30 highly relatable tweets about being gay in your 30s. Because as I have stated on this podcast many times, I am a gay of a certain age. I am in my mid-30s. I'm a whole, full African-American, 35 years old. My illustrious guest is a 30-something, because I know how he is. <laughs> I'm proud of my age, though. Oh, well, come yeah. on in, because, you know. I am 38 years and a few months. Come on. We are still millennials. Boom. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I saw this, and I thought, what better thing to talk about? Like, it's, you know, gays in our 30s. But what, what do we have going on? What are we tweeting? So we're going to go through these tweets. We may not go through all 30, because, you know. You just never know. But let's see what the girls had to say on the bird, shall we? <laughs> the first tweet says, in your 20s, quote, on the apps means grinder, scruff, etc. In your gay 30s, on the apps means Grubhub, Uber Eats, Postmates. And FYI, yes. you get equally pissed off when someone isn't on them. You know, I can't fully disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I support this. I'm going to go dig it up and retweet it because I support it. <laughs> I just I just can't disagree. Like, yeah, on the apps. You might even throw in Netflix, Hulu, <laughs> you mm. know. But the rest of them, like, I, I, eh. I support eh. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay, the next one says, <laughs> when everyone on gay Twitter is talking about pop stars and you don't know any of them because you're in your thirties, but still want to say something. And there's you know a what? gift from the golden girls on here. <laughs> and 
I have to agree with this one as well. Although I had to stop at the want to say something. Like if I don't know who y'all talking about, I just keep scrolling. <laughs> oh, I know I do because I'm not gonna say who y'all been talking about for about a month and a half, and I still don't even know who this child is. Listen, no, it's a handful of them that I never know who they talking about. But you got a whole tour, child. I don't know who the child is. Listen. I'll say some names. I don't know who Summer Walker is, but I've been hearing the name quite a bit. And don't then I asked, and y'all be, I asked, you know who she is? No, I don't. That's why I asked. I don't know who this is. <laughs> I, I never know who the people are. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Mm. Number three says, gay life in your 30s is trying on the new jockstrap you bought, but also making yourself a hot chocolate. You know, I was with them all the way up until the hot chocolate part because I definitely thought that this was going to say trying on the new jockstrap you bought only to realize it don't fit. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> maybe I'm speaking for myself on that one. I ain't making no hot chocolate, girl. But well, No, I mean, I might make some hot tea with a little bourbon in it. Come on, tea. I'm getting into tea, so I can I, I can feel you there. But, eh, I don't know. I, I feel like... That's what I'm gonna say. Like I feel like in your thirties, you buy on your new, you buy your new jockstrap, you try it on, you take pictures. Like ain't nothing changed just because you're in your thirties. Like you know, I'm in the archive. You buy jockstrap to look cute, not to drink. Because my dumb ass would probably spill hot chocolate on my jockstrap. So anyway, <laughs> that's why you need a little tea. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> The next one says, Pride Weekend in your 20s is OMG, where are the parties? Let's go to all of them and dance our asses off. Pride in your 30s is, honey, can we just order some Chinese food and watch Queer Eye? Uh, I agree with the sentiment, but maybe not the specifics. Yeah, because I don't watch that show. I don't. Wait, I do know what Queer Eye. I'm not watching Queer Eye. I'm I'm not already invested in Karamo. You know what I what we watching? You know what we watching though? 90 Day Fiance. I don't know what I think I've seen people talk about that. It sounds Ooh, like some trash yeah. that oh, I yeah. might. The 30s, that's definitely consistent down here. We all watching 90 Day Fiance because she's a year-round show, honey. There you go. But base, I agree with the sentiment. Like in your 20s is more so where the party's mm-hmm. at. Oh, let's go see the strippers. And in your 30s, it's like, let me let me tell you something, honey. My Uber Eats is Poppington. It's okay. already ordered. <laughs> so we get order. We can watch us a good movie. Netflix, Hulu, all of the girls. Leave. I'm leaving the Pride Weekend to the young, to the youth. And when I go, I only do one event a day. Well, there Ten you go. years ago? Oh, he could do all the parties. Well, two hours of sleep. Where were I fit? He went back to take a nap. You know, that's my ministry there. <laughs> a nap? Sign me up. The next one says, young gay and it's 20-somethings on Twitter. Everything is life or death. My ass being in my mid-30s. Um, figure it out if you want. This is all messy. This sounds like some shit I would say. It does. It does. Because You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the stand shit. <laughs> when them, the stands be going off and everything is life or death Ooh, for them. Yes. Everything is numbers or die sell albums or die and I'd be like, I'm good luck everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going like, handle your business. Make a make a scene. Go viral. I'm about, I'm gone. Whatever y'all gonna do. It ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't my mm-hmm. business. So yeah, I'm definitely on board with this one. Yes. The next one I- says 
I'm a single gay man in my thirties with no friends and a cat that hates me. I think I'm succeeding at life. Uh, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. I don't want no cat. I kind of miss my cat. He was a good cat. I don't agree with this. Yeah, I mean, this is this is specific. Yeah, it's very specific. So to this person who tweeted this, I would say, mm, maybe get a dog? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it's the wrong pit. Maybe it's the wrong pit. Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe get some friends, but making friends as an adult is hard, so I feel you. It really is. (laughs) Yeah, and and to me, if you don't have friends and you're by 30, at least one good good Judy. Uh Uh-uh. It's hard out here in these streets, man. Mm. You need at least one, and it needs to be long-term in your 30s. Well... I don't know about that one. I mean, you know what? Let's just move on. <laughs> we just go move on. Mm-hmm. Next is gay culture is congratulating yourself on the amount of over 30s you swipe right on Chappie, even yeah. though you are yourself 35. Facts. I can relate. I can I relate. Because one thing I've noticed since I've moved here is that the the little bit of, of messages that I get, a good chunk of them are like from really young. And I'm like, I don't know what we're, what are we supposed to do? Like you 22. I don't know I what you want from, from me. You know. you know, I like them young. Yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> not too young, but he do like them young. Legal. I I mean, I'm not going to say I don't like them. I just, uh, what are we supposed to do? Like, what are we supposed to talk about? And also, because a lot of them, be they be having their hands out. I ain't got nothing for y'all children. I'm sorry. We can go eat. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I'm thinking something very much more primitive <laughs> that we might could do outside of that. Okay. I don't know, beloved. I mean, maybe I can be your mentor. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm swiping right on too many under 30, to be quite damn honest, because 28 is even pushing it for me. Ooh, you and your restrictions, brother. Everything is a restriction. I don't want nobody in my house. How many times do I have to say? <laughs> well, I know. I mean, it really don't matter how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. This one is one of my personal favorites. <laughs> it says the Valentine's Day of a 30-year-old single gay man. And it's a picture of a box of Triscuits, a lean cuisine, chicken marsala, and a bottle of wine. I said, you know what? Yeah. Although, I mean, this has been my Valentine's Day for 84 years. Um but <laughs> You know, we all we don't all. I mean, get blessed with the value. I can kind of agree with this because if I'm single, I'm not going out and sit at no bar by myself. I'm gonna order. I'm gonna order some. I'm gonna order some meat at home. Yeah. Now, granted, this wine. I would. I would have have better choices of food. I'm not eating no brisket with no lean cuisine. Like what the fuck? Like Uber Eats is a thing. Okay, DoorDash. They'll bring the shit to your door unless you get one of them lazy dashers. 
Yeah, I mean, order you all nasty steak and shrimp and some potatoes and asparagus and eat it at home. Not yeah. this box, but I agree with the situation that's been set yeah. forth. Yeah. Next says, gaze according to age. In your 20s, you're still a boy. Your 30s, you're a big bro. Your 40s, you become a daddy. 50s, you become a boss daddy. 60 plus, you become a granddaddy. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. <laughs> I ain't never heard of no boss daddy. <laughs> that one took me out. <laughs> I feel like you calling somebody a granddaddy uh, may not end the way you want it to. <laughs> no, yes. Mm-mm. And... I I've never seen anybody in their 30s be referred to as a big bro. This sounds like this might be more for the white gays, but I don't know. This, this is definitely for the Caucasians. The white gays and the 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 off whites, the other, the adjacents, and the ones who love them. Mm-hmm. Not for my black not ass. For my, not for this caramel skin. No, 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 no. Okay, we're in agreement there. The next one says. When a 30-year-old gay man calls himself a twink, and then there's a gif that says you are way too old. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I know the rules on what constitutes as a twink. I didn't know there was yeah. a, a real age limit. I thought it was just the size. That's what I thought, because I mean I a lot of the girls are real petite and they're 33. Right. And to me, I thought that you're still a twink. You just That's what I thought. Yeah, we got to research that one. Yeah, maybe twink means something more than what we think. Maybe there's like a real deeper meaning. But I just thought, you know, you either you a young twink or you an old twink or you a yeah. You can. I mean, it's a lot of things you can do now to remain a twink. Right. Now, the next one says, "Sat alone in my house, drinking a glass of wine." eating popcorn and watching the Golden Girls. Oh, this is about me. When did I turn into a 30-something gay New York man who is very much a Charlotte yet is still trying to prove he's a Samantha? <laughs> that could be me on, on some nights. It I was going to say, this is almost a read. <laughs> <laughs> it like, with a little shade in there. That's what I'm saying. Like, damn, you ain't got to singe my damn edges like this. I mean, it's... It, that could be, yeah, I agree with this. One. Okay, because I'm I'm fond of a marathon with Sophia and, and the girls. Mm. All right, and eat my little popcorn. I may not be drinking wine, but oh, flavor popcorn! Listen, flavor popcorn. Give me a, ni- a nice beverage. All right, I got the vape on to my right. <laughs> okay, we having a good night. All by my lonesome, because I can do bad all by myself. No time mm. there. Next says, scrolling through cute vloggers' feeds, trying to figure out whether they're gay or not, isn't how I expected to spend my evenings in my 30s, but whatever. See, this is because you inefficient, and Instagram took the shit away, but all you got to do is go through them follows or go through them likes. And it tells you what you need to know. And it tells you exactly what you need to know. As much as they be perpetrating, you go into them likes and all of the pages that they follow is booty this and booty that, and it ain't nothing but man booty. You'd be like, okay. I mean, you can be, hey, gay on the feet. You're not, you're I mean, not an efficient gay. You're not an efficient guy. I need you to get right. Because a lot of them are, are straight on the feed and, and gay in the likes, okay? Mm. 
and it's real. I mean, I mean, it ain't my business. I mean, I be looking, but it ain't my business for real, for real. Do what you're going to do. The next one says, there is no purer love than that of a 30-something gay for a female pop star who sang the soundtrack to their formative years. Undying, eternal, and beyond reason. You know, I would not even say that this is something specific to the 30s, because I know a handful of gays in their 40s. Let me tell you something. You start playing some Janet or you start talking about Madonna. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just gay. It ain't just 30. Yeah, it's just gay. That's just, that's gay. just gay. Because from where we come from, mm. when the queen bee, mm. I'll be in my 50s still standing, okay? On, on that floor. On the floor. Now, I might need help getting up. <laughs> Listen, wheel me to my section. <laughs> no us. The next one says, for as much as the gay male community fetishizes youth, I gotta say, dating and sex is so much better in your 30s. Facts, facts, facts. You have learned what you can do, what you can't do, and you have perfected your craft. Or, alternatively, you are more adventurous. You don't have all of those tight boxes and labels. That's a word too. So you are more willing to explore. Yeah. You are less rigid in what you mm. think you like, what body types you like. You might get your back blown out by a thicker boy and you never thought you, you was into a thicker boy. There's a lot of things that just change over time as far as our attractions and things of that nature. So I can definitely see your sex life improving the older that you get. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You start getting more, you have a little bit of coin. So you, mm. you know, you're able to do things when you travel. Yeah. I can see this. Now that's I not agree. to say that some people don't are not living their best lives in their twenties, but I would definitely not wish for the majority of my brethren to sexually reach their peak in their twenties. Oh, exactly. I mean, I, I know several things that I would not have done 10, 11, 12 years ago that Hello. I did, um, you know, a year or two ago with no problem. Didn't even okay. think about it. Listen, strum in my pain. I was going to say something nasty, but <laughs> never mind. Never mind. But yes, we are in agreement on that one. Oh, yes. The next one says, gays, maybe 30 isn't death. 29-year-old gays, and it's a picture of Celine Dion on a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that old queen. <laughs> and this is this has some truth in it, although I've been seeing it improve over the years, to be quite honest. But I remember shit when I was still in my 20s and people were turning 30. They literally were about to jump off bridges and shit like it was the end of the world. And I'm like, you just 30. Like, you still going to go to work tomorrow? Ain't nothing changed that drastically. And now that I'm over the hill, as they say, in my mid-30s, and I'm seeing some of the youngers turn 30, they're looking forward to it. They, and I think it's just because we're with the internet now, we have more access to more people, and we're starting to see people that are older living their best lives. And so it's like it's not something to be scared of anymore because you see somebody that you've interacted with on Twitter for 10 years 
they were in their 20s when y'all met or when y'all started interacting. Now they're in their 30s. You see them living it up. So you like, okay, 30 is lit. What's the saying that they say about 30s? 30s is like, it's better than your 20s because you have more money to do stuff. <laughs> and this is so true. It's, I mean, it is know, I never was afraid of turning 30. But I will say my 30s, baby, I wouldn't trade these, these eight years for nothing. Hallelujah. I have lived. I want to keep on living. But I love my 30s. I was going to say, I'm looking forward to living even better, especially now that, you know, I'm trying to get my mental health and shit together. Listen, yes. I, I think get, that we have made the mistakes in our 20s. That too. So when I, baby, I, I was ready to, you know, you was I was ready to turn 30. Mm. Yes, you were. Mm. What a shindig that was too. Man, that was a long time ago. The, the kids mm-hmm. want me to do it for 40. I mean, I don't see you not doing it. I mean, 40, come on. Well, let me start getting my coins together because I know how your ass is. <laughs> it's extravagant <laughs> ass. <laughs> yes, I do know. <laughs> the next one says, spent my Sunday morning crocheting and listening to Hello Ross pod because I'm a gay adult man in his 30s. Can Hello Ross just drink rosé and gossip with me? I don't know who this is. Um, I don't know what crocheting is. Well, I know what it is, but I don't know many gays amongst my acquaintance that know how to crochet. I don't think I know any actually. But I you could old people do it in 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 late fifties. Yeah. I would say you could trade in crocheting for something else. Like I would have said spent my Sunday morning or my Saturday morning uh I don't know cussing Trisha Yearwood ass out because what the <laughs> fuck is she doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's more this my speed. She she be doing something. <laughs> sometimes she do be cooking and sometimes she be playing. I'll be like, Trish, come on now. No, I said Aisha Curry that don't be cooking. Oh, well, I don't know much about her, but good luck. Mm-hmm. And the pioneer woman, too. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the pioneer woman because I'd be like, her husband is, I'd be like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> some of that stuff though i'd be like re i don't know about this re and then some of it's like you know what i like about the pioneer woman listen i'm in my 30s listen to my ass we don't start talking about the pioneer woman but um i like when she does like the quick meals those yes are really useful. <laughs> those are the ones and when she does the meal prepping oh i've done yeah. a couple of those those i do like and then I would also say sometimes if I can catch it, I'll watch a uh, barefoot contessa tell me how poor I am. Listen, all you need is butter. <laughs> That's all you need is butter. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> barefoot contessa will have you like, I mean, if your fleet is not organic, store bought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The the next one says, I'm a 30-year-old gay man and I've never been engaged. I don't know if this is specific to 30s. I think that's life. That's life. And then they got this picture of Rihanna. Like, girl, bye. Yeah, not a good one. Now, next, the cruelest irony of my gay life is meeting 
great boyfriend material guys when I first came out as a 20 something and taking it for granted. Oh, just going to read me to pieces. Okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> Only to be a 30-something and now realizing how good my options were and how terrible they are now. Well, just fuck my life. <laughs> I mean, that's, my, that's, a, that's a chapter in my life. I, I mean, think that that applies to everybody. I feel like they just read us into the sediment. God damn. Make me want to pour another cocktail. Okay. Let me take a hit of the vape on that one. Mm. <sighs> damn, bitch. <laughs> you ain't had to read me like that. Got all my little regrets <laughs> coming right on back up. Uh, that was rude. Somewhat rude. Damn. That you see the date on it? You see the date on that? Mm. Well, I, mm. Mm. Ah. That made it even, <laughs> even harder. Oh, for for those of you who may not look at the article whenever this <laughs> whenever you're listening to this, this tweet that I just read. That was the read of all reads was tweeted on February 14th. Yeah. Yeah. TJ. Yeah. I, I just agree. Ooh. I don't appreciate you uh, reading us like that, but I mean, you know, how can we grow if we're not honest? <laughs> the next one says, me. Anytime I meet another gay man in his 30s or 40s telling me how he's resisted the pressure of the expectation of getting married, and there's a gif of Shia LaBeouf clapping fervently. Um, Come on, Amber. I don't know I don't if like I that. relate to this one. Not yet, no. And maybe that's just because I, marriage is not something that's on my radar. And I don't know many personal friends that are getting married or engaged and things of that nature. Also, that could be it for me, too, because I, I ain't feeling this one. I mean, but also, I mean, you know, what you eat don't make me shit. So it's just I don't see myself being sarcastic about men saying that they're they're not getting married although i guess maybe i'm reading this wrong because maybe this is a sarcastic clap as if to say there's this there are these gays in their 30s and 40s trying to tote how different they are because they're not trying to get married or get engaged in which case yeah i I get that i don't know if i would have chosen this tweet for this article though no, I mean, well, this is all about communication. It could be taken both ways because it's tight. True. True. It's it is hard to read sarcasm when you have a gif yeah. on there. Yeah, I, very fair. The next one says, "All of you beautiful young gay men to pick from." And Tom Daly goes for someone in his late thirties. There's a life lesson for you, boys. I don't. What does this have to do with anything? Listen, sis, you got to tuck that bitterness in. <laughs> yeah, you're going through, Justin is going through something. Yeah, po that, po that, po tink tink. Next, y'all 30-something gays love calling yourself young. You aren't old, but come on. Oh, wait a minute now. So why is there a tweet from somebody that's not in their 30s? <laughs> he looks 54. Oh, well. And I'm, since when is 30-something not young? 
I'm very young. First of all, life is long. Like Chris Rock said, life is long. 30 something is young. If we call, listen, if we call celebrities in their fifties young, even when people pass away, they be in their sixties, a, a young 60. But if I'm exactly. alive and healthy and I'm in my thirties, I can't call myself young. Come on now. Yeah. He going through something. He going through a lot actually. Well, you can go to hell. No, I'm just, uh, next says the twenties to mid thirties gay age brackets are early twenties, late twenties, and I can't believe you're in your thirties. Can't relate. I won't relate because all of the gays in their thirties turning thirty or over thirty. Listen, we all out here either we thriving or we on the path to getting better. So I can't. And they just can't take us. But I'm looking at this person that tweeted this. You see that? Yeah. Mm. Good luck with all of that. Mm-hmm. The next one is a picture of someone watching what looks like a drag race. <laughs> they got their foot up. They got a plastic baggie, which what with what I believe is ice in it on their knee. <laughs> because they, they were trying to be a, a hot girl on Thursday night. And now they a golden girl on Friday night. Thirty-year-old <laughs> knees can't do it like they used to. Listen, we ain't got no mega knees out here. But it says Chinese food check, retin-A check, moisturizer, put on eyeglasses, poured myself a drink, made myself an ice pack, turned on Drag Race on DVR, my husband next to me, cats nearby, the Friday night gay agenda in my thirties. I support this. I support this. I mean, I may not need the ice on my knee. No, I might because I always try to do something I don't need to be doing. I see. I don't. I ain't got the husband, but I support this tweet. Yeah, I ain't got the husband or the cats or the the drag race or the eyeglasses. But yeah. I I mean, I don't need the eyeglasses. (laughs) Well, I got the eyeglasses. Uh, Listen, as much money as I paid to get this fucking corrective (laughs) shit, I better not need no goddamn eyeglasses, bitch. And I got my hair scarf. scarf I was going to say, you beat me to it. I was just about to say, we need like a scarf or a bonnet added to this. Although, again, this is not one of uh, (laughs) our people that tweeted this. So I can see it. Yeah, yeah, man. And it's a cheap Gladlock bag. It's not even a slider. Listen to your ass. <laughs> the bougie just jumps out. Well, I'm sorry. Don't be. Next says, I'm watching Book Club with Candace Bergen and Diane Keaton, and it is about middle-aged women lamenting over their sexual youth. So basically, my circle of 30-something gay friends... I don't know if I can relate to this because a lot of my friends in their 30s, their sex lives be popping. They ain't got to lament about what they was doing in their sexual youth because they getting it in and they sexual present. I'm one of those friends. Well, go off. Go off. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if this is your life in your 30s, have at it, but can't really relate. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. All right. Next up, 
I realize now why I seemed tedious and annoying to 30-something gays when I was a youngin, because all the problems y'all talk about, we still haven't figured out, and that fact alone is deeply depressing. Uh, I don't know about this one. I'm kind of on it's the fence. Depressing. Yeah, it's... it's, it's mm. It didn't go where I thought it was going to go. When you're talking about mm-hmm. why the youngers, the youngins, the younglings, the youth seem annoying and tedious it's not because they're talking about problems that we still haven't figured out it's usually talking about it problems in a self-centered way and discounting everyone else's experiences on account of the problems that they're specifically going through but that's just my personal experience but listen if we haven't figured out problems that the youth are still talking about child we in it together like we that's i think that's my thing is we gonna struggle together right like that that doesn't make us different yeah you're not gonna figure it out we gonna struggle together that's the way i look at it right and you you in your 30s damn sure not gonna figure it out being mad and calling the youth tedious and annoying because they got the same problems you have. That's just weird Mm-mm. to me. We all want. Indeed. All right. Next up, as a creative gay man, mm-hmm. now in his uh-huh. early 30s, I'm starting to make peace with never having a six-pack for Instagram, a fashionable wardrobe, or indeed ever appearing particularly cool. But... I've got a head full of memories, a body frayed from living, and a heart made for love. Oh, you go, Glen Coco. <laughs> I, I, I like this. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Like, this definitely some things where it's like, you know, some things is like, I'm not chasing this. I'm not ever trying to do this. Like, I'm content with where my life is and yes. the direction it's going. I like And this. I think that that's powerful it's a grown man tweet indeed i don't know about that heart made for love part but that's just me and my cool heart and black heart the ice box shout out to amarion (laughs) oh let's not get on that (laughs) and lastly it says being gay and in your 30s is wild it is can't disagree because it's it's like the the interesting thing about the 30s for a lot of us is you kind of have this duality like on the one hand you still have some of the crazy partying type things going on or just wildness and then on the other hand you have like all these struggles and trying to set yourself up for later years in life and it's just like it's kind of like a tug of war between the two, you know what I'm saying? Where you having fun, living your life, doing, doing it and, and living your best life. Even <laughs> baby living the best life I can. And I, then on the other hand, trying to be responsible. a responsible adult. <laughs> yeah. Trying to I, make the right, the, the correct decision, even though you don't want to make it, you have to make it in some cases. Um, recognizing your personal growth and maturity. Yes. But keep having fun with it. Exactly. Taking exactly. you take you're taking smarter chances, I think. I think in my twenties I took foolish chances. But now I'm taking smarter chances. I'm I'm thinking about it and then I'm going for it. Come on, taking chances. Shout out to Celine Dion yet again. Mm. That is a song. That is a bop. That so is a word. <laughs> 
before we wrap it up, you have any other thoughts about being gay in your thirties? I mean, personally, I'm not too fussed. I think it's lit. Like I said, it's, there's something about this age where you have like this, I don't know, this freedom that you don't always have in your twenties. Like you, you're wild in your twenties, wild and free and more controlled and free in your 30s. Yes. Yes. Controlled is a good word. Yeah. Because you're cognizant. You got things to lose that you don't want to lose. You have things that you want that you are working to get. But like we just said, you still live in your best life. You know what I mean? And you have, oh, I mean, with any luck and with work and self-awareness, you have the skills and you have the desire to get your life together, but still have fun, you know, and it's more so in your twenties, you're more so focused on having fun and being wild. And especially and I, the thing about it though, is that it, it can vary greatly from gay to gay because a lot of what informs our twenties is what we endured getting to that point because we all have such different stories. We have issues with family and friends and all kinds of other struggles that we have to overcome. So sometimes it takes a majority of your twenties just to do that. So you got some people that spend a lot of their twenties working hard just to be able to stand on their own two feet. Mm -hmm. You got some that, you know, they don't have to be concerned with that kind of stuff and they didn't really have a lot of hardships. So they party and they have a good time. You got some that party and and do a whole lot more to try to overcome the hardships that they did have. You got some that just coasting. You got your academics like there's a lot of different paths that we go. But I think as we all converge on our 30s, it just becomes that race of controlling our lives so that we can be comfortable, happy and living it up. I would think that a lot of us could agree on that in our 30s. And whatever that looks like, you know what I'm saying? If you out here and you breaking backs or getting your back broke, or if you out here on planes, jet setting, if you, you know, in your career bag or whatever the case may be, we're more focused on getting that stability, whatever that looks like for us. But for a little razzle dazzle, still having a little fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> Got a little, have a little razzle dazzle. Cause I mean, we're still young. You know what I'm saying? We try we to enjoy are. ourselves. We not crippled and needing, you know, assistance yet. I don't like being called old, I, but I, I like my age. I love my age. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is, like I said, we, we have more eyes. We're able to see more and we can see that our thirties are just a good time. You know, yeah. we have, hopefully you have more resources you have some established friendships, you know what I'm saying? Where you ain't got to worry about somebody betraying you or right. y'all trying to put together a group trip and then here go this bitch done stole all the money or mm-hmm. ain't nobody boosting and all that kind of stuff. Like you don't have to deal with as much 
crazy variables in your 30s. So it's a more chill time. You know what I'm saying? You know what you like. You know what food you like. You know what restaurant you're trying to go to. Like, it's just, there's a lot more that's known that just comes from living. Whereas in your 20s, you might be a whole lot more adventurous because you don't know anything. I think my favorite thing, though, for gays in our 30s, from what I've been seeing, is just the maturity. Yes. When it comes to dealing with men in sexual situations or relationships, dating, whatever, situationships, all of that good stuff. Like, I enjoy seeing, especially gays that I've been growing with, like you, um, like T, where we... We're in our 30s and we're just like, you know, we done been through shit. We've done shit. We've done all that silly shit. Now it's like, look, either you come correct or don't come at all. Whether you come or not, I'm going to be good. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be here with my wine. I'll be sitting up eating popcorn for dinner like Olivia motherfucking Pope. And I'm good. I don't have to deal with all of that shit. And I, I think that that's just so powerful. And I'm glad that we are in a space now where we can be open and free with that and people younger than us can see that and they can see that freedom and it's something to to stride for and look forward to and so your 30s are not so scary and there's it's something like you said to look forward to even for people that might be older that you know gays that might be older that have been afraid to live out loud. I hope that they can see us in our thirties and get that inspiration and be like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it too. And if you're in your twenties, I mean, same thing, you'll get there. You might be struggling now, but listen, it's lit over here. Let me tell you something. Let's circle back to this before we wrap this up. Please don't be afraid of your thirties because it's lit. Okay. We settled it. We're not settled, but we're, more established in our career fields, hopefully. Um, and the sex is still lit. Let me tell y'all something. A lot of y'all favorites on these Twitters, these OnlyFan gays, all of that kind of shit, a lot of them in their 30s or older. Of 50s? That's why I said or older. Because <laughs> I can think of one that's in his 50s and he's mm. busting it down. Okay, mm. Luciana. Luciana or whoever. <laughs> okay. So it's nothing to be afraid of. Like it's still lit, it's still turned, and it's beautiful. And let me say this, and we'll wrap it up. Having the opportunity to get older, to go from your third your 20s to your 30s, it's a gift. Because we cannot ever forget that the previous generation, a lot of them did not have this opportunity. All right. Yep. A lot of them that lived during the AIDS crisis, mm -hmm. a lot of them did not get to their thirties or they didn't get to experience their thirties. They didn't get to 40. All right. So this is a gift. And I think that we all need to be more cognizant and realizing that and treating it as such. And if you felt like that was a read, I promise I'm not trying to read y'all. I'm literally in the process of reading myself while I say this out loud. But hey, if it applies, then I'm right here with you. And on that note, I think that's going to wrap this up. So 
my friend, my brother Ralph, thank you so 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 much. Ooh, I, I enjoy uh, my I'm out of your busy schedule. Again. Listen, you know what? You know where I be. You got a key. So anytime you want to come through, you are more than welcome. Listen, and y'all might see me in Atlanta with a boot. I mean, I expect to, to be quite honest. <laughs> I said boot, not boot. I said I expect to see you, whether you in a boot or whether you got a boo. Oh, come on, <laughs> 2020 goals. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is if I'm in the ATL, I expect to see you. That's what we, I'm saying. We're going to have a meal and a couple of cocktails. That's it. That's so I it. hope I see everybody in, in Atlanta. Yes. In the meantime... Tell people where they can see you in these internet streets. Oh, I'm I'm the same on everything. I am Ralph Rashad, R-A-L-P-H-R-A-S-H-A-D. Yes. As in dog. That'll be in the show notes so you can connect with him. You can connect with me. You guys should know how to do that. I know how to reach him and he know how to reach me. If you can't get us both. There you go. Reach out and touch somebody. Mm. Consensually. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys, that's going to wrap this show up. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening. Remember, you can chime in at any time. If you have thoughts on what you've heard, go ahead and sound off. Use the hashtag GaySidePod when you're live tweeting or posting about the show so that everyone can see that. You can also send in letters, compliments, show topic ideas, stories, or whatever you may wish. I like to call it the Gay Side Mail, all of which can be sent to GaySideStories at gmail.com. Please go ahead and do that. Also, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, and if you really love the show and want to show some support, leave a review, five stars as well. And make sure you're sharing this show with other people. Word of mouth is still the best way for podcasts like this one to reach more ears and get a bigger audience. So go ahead and tell someone that you love the podcast, friend, coworker, family, whatever the case may be. That is how we get more people to listen to these shows. And you know what? That's it. Love yourselves as always. Make sure you're protecting your walls or they will what crumble and I will be back next week.